Hey, it's NPR's Book of the Day. I'm Andrew Limbaugh. Okay, so if you're listening to this on the day it comes out, it is July 4th. And hopefully I'm not at my desk and instead at a barbecue crushing a beer with the boys as our founding fathers intended. Maybe you decided to bravely weather the traffic and hit the beach, in which case we've got the perfect book for you. It's a nonfiction book called The Last Resort, A Chronicle of Paradise, Profit, and Peril at the Beach. It's by writer Sarah Stadola, and as the title kind of implies, it's a look at some of the harms caused by those fancy beach resorts. This includes environmental damage as well as the literal disappearance of some aspects of culture. But it's not all bad. In this interview, Stadola tells NPR's Alyssa Nadwarney that beach resorts and tourism can also have a positive impact, but only up to a certain extent. Like a lot of things, the truth of it all is kind of complicated. Give it a listen. What comes to mind when you hear the word paradise? Chances are you're thinking of the beach. The pleasant sound of waves crashing into the sand, the sun toasting your skin as you relax with a book in one hand and a pina colada in the other. Beach resorts have become some of our favorite travel destinations, but behind their exquisite ocean views, massive pools, and indulging on all-inclusive deals, hide a darker reality. Stara Stadola's new book is The Last Resort, a chronicle of paradise, profit, and peril at the beach, and she joins us now. Welcome. Thank you for having me. So, Sarah, beach vacations, they're actually a relatively new concept, right? Like, what's the history there? You know, up until kind of the 1700s, people were generally terrified of the beach and the ocean wanted nothing to do with it. Hmm. And then in the 1700s, in England, the seaside resort emerged not as a place for leisure and fun, but as a place to go to improve one's health. Doctors were touting the supposed health benefits of sea air and seawater, including even, like, drinking seawater. Um, so, wow, we've that, evolved from that moment. Yes, we have. We have. <laughs> so the, the kind of start as the way we understand them today kind of came with the opening in Monaco of the Monte Carlo Casino. And it was the first time that kind of fun and decadence were prioritized over those health benefits. So the rise of beach travel and these kind of new resorts, it's come at a cost. I mean, that's a big theme in your book is the toll that beach resorts take on the environment. What did you find while researching the book? Yeah, I mean, even before climate change became the crisis that we know it today, the way that beach resorts were were being built, you know, even in the early 20th century, um, tended to do a lot of damage just locally, ecologically to, to their shorelines. So, I mean, for example, in Hawaii, they were replenishing the sand that, that had washed away as early as the 1930s and building groins out into the ocean to try to stop the, the beach disappearing. So it's always been a little bit of a challenge that is obviously getting more intense there's a chapter about Fiji mm-hmm. that I, I found pretty stunning, especially the part about the Navidi Resort and the village next door to it. So that is a really interesting case study because the interesting thing about Fiji is that they have really strong land ownership rights for the native population there. So that resort goes back to the early 70s. Um, the village of Vatua Lai Lai had this beachfront property 
and a resort came in and rented the the land from them to open this resort. And there's clear increases in, in their standard of living. You know, they have access to health care. They have access to education. They have, you know, indoor plumbing. They have all of these kind of conveniences that they didn't have before. But all that has come at the cost of them losing a lot of their culture. They've, you know, lost a lot of their autonomy. What did they lose? Could you give us some examples? Yeah. So they, you know, in their culture, they have what they call totem animals and totem plants. And it's, it was a very big part of their culture. And almost all of those plants and animals disappeared from the land with mm. the opening of the resort. One other, like, striking example that comes to mind is that their, you know, kind of traditional dance of their village proved less popular with tourists than some of the dances from elsewhere (laughs) that the visitors were more familiar with. And so, you know, the Saturday night Native cultural dance that gets put on a lot of times at resorts, over the years, it ended up being imported from other places completely. And now they don't even know their old traditional dance anymore. Wow. That's really striking. You did mention that Beach resorts have helped people gain better standards of living. You know, many of the economies of the countries you visited, they now really depend on beach tourism. Mm -hmm. How do you weigh the pro and cons here? Yeah, it's, I mean, that's the question. It's really difficult. Um, One thing that I, I kind of wish that more places would think about is, you know, there does seem to be a tipping point in the growth and development of a place after which there are diminishing returns and a lot of environmental problems and and kind of disillusionment come in. And so I think developing beach tourism can be a real positive for, for a locality up to a certain point, but it seems like too often it's taken too far. Do you have any tips for people who are hoping maybe to go to the beach this summer? <laughs> I think it's important to remember that air travel tends to account for somewhere in the vicinity of 75% of a trip's uh, overall carbon footprint. So starting to think about traveling more regionally is a good idea. Staying at resorts that are locally owned or operated or both tends to help a lot more of the, the revenues and the money generated stay in that community And then there's just common sense things that, you know, we probably already know about, like use reef safe sunscreen and try not to leave your air conditioning on the whole time (laughs) that you're there. Yeah, I mean, I I felt so torn in reading the book because you're kind of glamorizing beach Mm -hmm. resorts at the same time that you're telling me these really terrible things that they're causing. I mean, I've just felt such tension between wanting to go to the beach and not wanting to go to the beach. Yes, yes. I definitely also experienced that. And hopefully something that can come out of the book is, you know, I'm certainly not advocating that that people should stop traveling or going on their beach vacations. But the hope is that we can get to a place where they are built better and the vacations are done better in a way that is not so at odds with the earth, basically. Sarah Sadola, her new book is The Last Resort, A Chronicle of Paradise, Profit and Peril at the Beach. Thank you so much for being with us. Thank you for having me. 